Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back to another Coffee Talk episode. Today we're doing a cosmic brew. We're going to be talking all about energy, which I'm really excited about because we're going to specifically focus on the divine feminine energy. This is kind of like a tailspin topic off of our All Right Ladies, Let's Have the Talk. That episode, I asked you guys if you wanted to do a chat like this where we talk about how to activate or connect to your divine energy, and a lot of you guys said yes. Again, though, you'll notice throughout today's chat that we could go even deeper than this, so if you guys want more, let me know. We can keep just going on this whole wave that we're on right now. But without further ado, let's jump into today's episode because we have a lot to talk about. As per usual, before we do, I want to leave you guys with a quote. This one is, who is she? She is your power, your feminine force, big mama, the goddess, the great mystery, the web weaver, the life force. The first time or the 20th time, you may not recognize her or you may pretend not to hear as she fills your body with ripples of terror and delight. But when she calls, you will know that you've been called. Then it is up to you to decide if you will answer. Lucy H. Pierce. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk. Today, I'm like beaming right now because we're doing a cosmic brew and I feel very aligned with today's topic. I have been struggle city lately. Let me tell you just a quick detour if you guys want a random little mini life update. I have been struggling to be in my greater masculine energy, if you will. Today, we're gonna be talking about Uh, feminine energy and how to activate your divine feminine and it's going to be a really fun chat because I feel like I've been all up in that energy pretty much since I want to say like end of October. I've just been so, I can't explain it any other way than I've just been in the deep divine feminine. I've been nourishing that side of my soul. I've been energetically working with that, that whole just that. It's made it really hard for me to kind of dip back into my masculine energy because I feel like specifically when it comes to work and I recently have purchased a house which has basically taken the vast majority of my more dominant masculine energy to do things. So just to sit down and like work right now has been a struggle. I feel like I've just been wanting to just be all up in my feels and healing and in my just like intuitive caring side and like dancing and just like yoga and meditating and journaling and just that being around family and not so much in my dominant solar wanting to work all the time wanting to just study and learn and whatever anyway long story short I'm happy we're having a cosmic brew today. I've been thinking about it, contemplating about it, learning about it, and I just want to have an open chat about it. And I want to hear your guys' opinions on everything we talk about today. The thing I love about cosmic brews is it's really just taking the things that I find really interesting in daily life and turning it into like the energetic talk or debate of it. So I brought a peppermint tea to today's chat and I'm ready to dive in if you are. So before we can even jump into the discussion on how to channel, how to heal, or just how to work with your feminine energy or your divine feminine, the divine feminine, we kind of have to, I guess, explain what that even is. And I'm sure you have heard somewhat of this information before, but just in case you haven't, let's go over the basics. So there are actually four divine energies, but they are made up of two 
kind of like prime examples, which would be the yin and the yang, or the masculine and the feminine, or the shiva and the shakti, which is just all the exact same things, just just different labels for it. And it actually has nothing to do with gender in a lot of ways, which is, I feel like, one of the first misconceptions we normally have about hearing the words feminine and masculine. I feel like, I don't want to jump down that wormhole, but it does, it literally has nothing to do with gender. Everybody has a little bit of both. Everybody has masculine and feminine energy in them, and you're able to actually work and play with those energies and pull on those energies, and it really depends on what your intention is underneath working with those energies, but to really, I guess, create kind of like a cocktail brew that works best for you in whatever stage of your life that you're in. So today's chat is kind of a tailspin off of our All Right Ladies Let's Have the Talk, where we talked about sex and female pleasure and so many different things, and I asked you guys, or I kind of brought up the idea of doing a cosmic brew about this, about activating your divine feminine and working with your feminine energy, and a lot of you guys commented saying you wanted to hear it. So we're going to be focusing today more on the Shakti side of energy, but if you guys want to keep having this conversation, you want to dip into the masculine or the yang energy, you want to talk about how to balance that because all of us have that energy in us too, by all means let a girl know. I'm always happy to make another tea, brew up another brew with you guys and just sit and chat. Just let me know because I'm happy to do it. But today we're going to be speaking more so about our divine feminine energy. And if you are a guy watching this, you definitely don't need to bop off or go away. Um, but this is going to be, I'm going to speak more generally towards females today. Just wanted to let you guys know. So what actually is... I mean, I'm going to say Shakti, feminine energy, yin energy, interchangeably throughout today's chat, but Shakti energy is known as the divine feminine, or the great divine mother, like the mother of all mothers that is all of our mother, if that makes any sense whatsoever. It's all about energy and movement and fluidness and creativity and self-expression and like so many other things. It's connecting with nature and all of that really feeds into that divine feminine, but the further I've actually dipped into all of this, the more interesting this whole world is to me. Like, I am totally an amateur when it comes to even talking about this today, but I just, I'm gonna speak in my own, I guess, fluent tongue, which is just my life experience and what I've learned, but I find all of this so cool because the more I dive into all of this, the more it really makes sense and you can start to make connections across so many different spiritual beliefs and religions and even science. Like All of these things are starting to connect more and more the more we learn, or at least it feels that way for me on my own self-study in life. And I, I got really curious about my feminine energy. I've always been curious about it, but I want to say I started really dipping into it like this year or end of 2019 coming into 2020. It was like a full-on shift from going through my like very dominant masculine get things done like just that me energy to channeling this whole new side of me that came with really embracing my feminine energy, which if we're gonna be real, a lot of that was probably triggered through my therapy because I've been doing so much therapy and deep child work, if you will. It's honestly quite interesting. The more that I started to unpack my relationship with my mom and therapy, the more I feel like I've been drawn to and healing this more feminine side of my soul. That's deep, but that's honestly the truth and that's why I, I feel like that mixed with going through a bit of like a heartbreak really just 
I wouldn't say forced me into, but it moved me towards this whole journey I feel like I've been taking for like a year of just embracing my feminine energy and really tapping into that part of me. That's where I came to learn about the four great energies, like greater yin, greater yang, and then lesser yin and lesser yang. And we all, we all tend to kind of dominantly fall in one of those, but we all have all of those energies within us. And then that also, by the way, led to another sidetrack or wormhole about sexual polarity when it comes to energy. Because once you get into like your divine feminine, you might realize, especially if you're dating somebody or you are having sex with somebody, you can start to see the four divine energies at play and how the polarity within those energies kind of plays on, on, sexual tension. <laughs> it's so cool. Honestly, I love this stuff. I don't know. I find that shit so interesting and then playing with it and exploring with it. It's cool. It's usually the differences within these energies that creates that sexual attraction. And it's the similarities within these energies that create that emotional attraction. So when it comes to falling in love or friendships or having, you know, sexual friends, if you've got any of those in your back pocket. All of this is just really cocktails of different types of energies playing off of each other and how the differences and the similarities kind of draw you to and from people in life. It's just like a very, I feel like that was a very basic explanation of my general knowledge of most of these things. But like I said, today we're gonna be talking more about the feminine, the divine feminine, and how to really dip into your feminine energy, channel that feminine energy, heal it if you feel you need to heal that feminine energy, play with it, all of the above. Ways that you might notice if you need to work with or play with your feminine energy, one is just general curiosity. Like if you curiously just want to play with your feminine energy, that's a good enough reason to do so. If you tend to absorb other people's emotions a lot, if you're finding it difficult to kind of create a barrier with yourself or you're feeling very overwhelmed by all the emotions you're feeling on a day-to-day -day basis or like you're kind of just sitting there riding the waves all the time and the waves are big. If you sometimes feel like maybe you're too self-sacrificing, you know, you're giving a lot of your energy away to other people and you're trying to find a way to kind of come home within yourself. If you're feeling any kind of bitterness, resentment, envy, um, if you're feeling really unconfident about yourself, if you're feeling like you kind of maybe neglect your feminine side or you're feeling really constrained or tense or any of those things, if you're feeling like you can't tap into your creativity, you can't seem to be fluid or flowing with, with life lately or with what you're feeling lately, all of these things are, are kind of like symptoms, you might say, of unattended to feminine energy. At least that's what I'm gonna say it is. Um, and you can take that with a grain of salt if you'd like to. We're gonna go through four different ways that you can actually work with that feminine energy, whether you are overactivated or underactivated, and how to really bring yourself into balance when it comes to that yin energy that you carry within. I'm gonna dive into exactly when, what, and how to do these things, but I made them more general because I want you to take this and make it work for you. Like I, I'll give examples, but realistically, if you sit with yourself, you're gonna know exactly which one you might need more than the other. And the first one is giving yourself space and grace. I made this the first way that you can work with your feminine energy because 
when I think about feminine energy even around me and that I've witnessed as a whole it seems like a lot of the times we always seem to be out of time and be rushing so quickly with life that we're unable to give ourselves grace and by grace I literally even just mean empathy to be able to tap into your sensitivity to be able to breathe and just kind of take your time with things and that could totally be my own self-projection because I tend to be a more anxious person when whenever I'm in that anxious state or whenever I feel super activated all the time, this is the hardest one or the hardest tip I find to implement into day-to-day -day life is giving space and grace when it feels like everything is a constant chase. I did not mean for that to rhyme, but I will pat myself on the back for that one. This is basically the opposite of anything that's demanding or you can fix this word, but self-deprecating. And I mean that in the sense of just being really hard on yourself, expecting a lot out of yourself in a tight time constraint, rushing yourself and just being very demanding of yourself. It's the exact opposite of that energy. And this is something that you might wanna give yourself when things are going wrong in your life, when you've made a mistake, if you're feeling really stressed out or tense about things that are happening in your life, if you're feeling really rushed, or just in general, if you're being really hard on yourself. So how exactly can you give yourself space and grace? Realistically and logically, I mean, it's giving yourself time. And I think that that's the one and most important thing that you can do, really cliche saying that like time can heal everything. But I really genuinely believe that when you give yourself time, that really is giving yourself in our very linear three-dimensional way of experiencing life that's giving yourself space. It's putting some space between you and whatever you're moving towards in life. And you're allowed to go at a slower pace. You're allowed to take more time. You're allowed to process things maybe a little slower or take your own path or whatever. But by doing so, you're going to activate that more powerful feminine energy that's going to allow you to move through life more gracefully. So giving yourself more time than you need. I mean, take a goal that you have for like next year and make it a goal for the next three years or five years or whatever it is. And this is also kind of difficult, I feel like, in today's world sometimes because of things like technology, social media, us constantly being so tapped into what everybody else is doing. It becomes a very subconscious thing to put yourself on a treadmill and start feeling like you need to move on to the next accomplishment, to the next thing, to the next phase of your life and travel destination, the next this, the next that, uh, career goals, whatever it is. And that subconscious treadmill nobody's putting you on it and you don't mean to put yourself on it it's just a general fact or truth about what it's like to live in today's world and be so tapped in and tuned to what everybody else is doing so giving yourself space even from your phone is a way to and like give that space and grace back to yourself also huge is just honestly sleep meditations, naps, all of those also fit into giving yourself some space and some grace. It's that stillness that your soul might be needing, that pause, that breath, that inhale, and that can only come from rest. And another thing you can do is just implementing a little mini habit within your day, whether it's 20 minutes in the morning or 20 minutes at night before bed or both. You could journal during that time. You can meditate during that time. You can stretch during that time. You can dance during that time, but it's just giving yourself like a daily habit 
of space for yourself to fill however you want to in that day. It's not planned, it's not defined. It's like 20, 30 minutes, however much time you can give yourself to do what you want to do. It's also within that space and that time that you give yourself empathizing with yourself and with others, which is another thing that I feel like can really help you know, with stressful situations and with if you have made a mistake or you feel like you're further behind than you want to be in life or whatever you're dealing with, if you can give yourself space to then root within yourself, you're usually able to be more empathetic with yourself. And that is so huge when it comes to moving more gracefully through life because you're no longer at odds with yourself. You're in alignment with yourself. And it's not to sit there and be washed away in self-pity and like to victimize yourself. That's definitely not the case. It's finding that healthy balance of understanding outside forces and inside forces working together and how sometimes, most times, almost all the time, it can't be perfect. And you can empathize with yourself for that because it's a very human thing to experience when things don't go your way or you do make a mistake and you learn a lesson the hard way. It's human. So the second way that you can play with your feminine energy is expression. And this is usually a favorite just because I feel like this is where you see so many people get creative and it really is that sense of creative energy. I feel like there's a lot of emotional bypassing. I feel rude saying that. Like it's not, a, that's a very general thing to say about the world, but I do feel like a lot of the times we kind of harp on our emotions and we see them as being fruitless or being like kind of pointless. And if you get washed away or swept away in your emotions, like you kind of get passed off or I'm looking for a better way to say that basically working with your emotions or being an emotional person is really looked down on. And I feel like that is so unfortunate because when you actually tap into your emotions, emotions are just information. And if you're able to use that information that your incredibly intelligent body, mind, and soul are brewing up for you, you can channel that into so many different things. And that's where expression comes in. You know, the greatest artists, the greatest poets, the everything, like even life itself, nature itself is a form of expression. It's energy in motion. It's energy expressed in it's some way, in some manifestation. So by expressing and channeling how you feel rather than suppressing or neglecting how you feel, you're also activating and channeling and moving into that feminine energy and allowing it to work for you. And that's a powerful thing. There was this quote on my old yoga studio in Toronto that always used to sit with me because it, I used to think about it from every angle I could possibly think of think of it through. And it was the, the only way out is through. And I feel like that when it comes to emotions is so true. The only way out of your emotions or out of feeling the things you feel, the heaviness, the sadness, the love, the joy, the curiosity, the, all of it is to work through it, not to just push it away. Cause when you push emotions away, they harbor, they sit, they, they tense up in your body and they become these almost like psychological trap doors that we end up falling down. And these can be built up for years. So to express your emotions is really to express your energy. And it is a powerful thing to do. Do not let anybody dismiss the way you feel, especially if you're channeling the way you feel into something. I can understand maybe sometimes dismissing 
how someone feels if it's like all you do is constantly feel and that's that overactive or greater yin energy that I was talking about in the beginning. Sometimes feeling too much all the time can cause people around you to be almost kind of like exhausted by feeling like they constantly have to keep up with your emotions. So expressing your emotions, in my opinion, is also a really good way to keep yourself in alignment so that you're not over-expressing and over-dumping on other people. So how can you express yourself? Man, this question is like my, uh, my favorite because this is gonna be completely unique to you. And anything that makes you feel like you forget time, I would say is like the best way to know what you would be really good at in terms of expression. That can be art, dance, it can be writing, it can be singing, it can be music, it can be painting, it can be even putting together outfits, it can be interior design, it can be, I don't know, maybe you wanna express yourself through food and through cooking and baking and, Oh my god, there's literally endless ways that you can express yourself. You pull together a mood board or, I don't know, maybe even the way you make your coffee is a self-expression. Like maybe you're just feeling extra, I don't know, extra and you're just putting all the whipped cream and toppings on your coffee today because you just want to express that extraness. Like that is expression. It is like literally turning your life into art and everything being an expression of everything you're absorbing and how it makes you feel, you know? <laughs> I don't know, I just got really passionate about that. But it's because expression is, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful faucets of life. It's where you really get to see the individuality of all of us, even though we're all interconnected through our energy. We have all, we're all programmed differently. We all digest and download things differently. And so what you get, what outcome comes out of that is going to be completely unique and individual as our fingerprints. When you see somebody, male or female, anyone expressing themselves, I always just get so intrigued by that because there's so much you can see and hear and analyze through somebody's self-expression, you know? Expression is cool, man. That's where art comes from. That's where the best songs we've ever loved, the best movies we've ever watched, it, the dances or like going to a symphony and it just freaking moves you like that is expression we can move on to the next one but express yourself so the third way that you can work with your feminine energy is through self-love and i don't mean self-love in the fluffy way that sometimes self-love is seen now and i don't even mean to call self-love fluffy i just think that you know like i said we live in a time where we have an abundance of information out on the interwebs and at our fingertips. So sometimes we see words like self-love or self-care and all of these things kind of become fluff in a sense for like, you know, I don't know, ordering your favorite pizza and just like not leaving your bed, which hey, if that is your self-love for the day, don't let anybody tell you different. But self-love and what I mean by exploring your feminine energy with self-love, I'm talking about exploring your body, exploring your dreams, exploring your desires, exploring your senses, exploring your curiosities, just exploring you. And doing so is a form of, or in itself, a collective experience of self-love. So we talked about this a little bit in the ladies chat where I dipped into the whole idea of female pleasure and exploring your body and doing it by yourself. And I mean, you can also explore your body with somebody else too, but I do think that it is a very powerful thing to do to learn your body, to explore your body. Um, 
yeah, I'm gonna crack open again and just be really honest, but it took me years, like years, to finally take out a mirror and just look at my flower, if you will. God, are you cringing? I'm cringing a little bit. I don't know how else to say it on the internet, but you know what I mean. I think that the more you learn about your body, the more you listen to your body, the parts of our body that we also publicly tend to either shame or dismiss, like our boobs or um, if you are a female and you have a vagina, you know, exploring that, what does it look like? What different parts of it feel like what, you know? And all of that to me is a form of self-love and is a form of embracing your feminine energy. And one of the things that I said in that chat that I feel is coming back to me again today is the whole idea that if you don't know how to touch or work your body, it's hard to tell somebody else how to touch and work your body. And again, that's not to say you can't explore those things with somebody and learn it that way, but I feel like there is a huge sense of empowerment that comes from learning for yourself. But not even just sexually, I'm talking about learning what parts of your body are tense or um, are more flexible than the other and just learning yourself, just really self-study in a way, physically, but also we're gonna talk about it emotionally and spiritually too. That means writing down your life dreams, journaling, and that kind of coincides with the whole self-expression, but learning where your emotions are at instead of neglecting them and creating space for those emotions by writing them out or writing out your dreams or writing out your desires, playing with your senses, like I said, which aren't just physical, touch but you know eating a healthy but also delicious meal that you've made for yourself or listening to your favorite kinds of music moving your body in any kind of way that feels good to you tending to your hobbies and your interests like when you are into something when you really enjoy something and you give that to yourself that that is a form of self-love and even if like your life gets hectic and busy but creating that time to whether it's reading or cooking, or playing the guitar, or I don't know, playing piano, wearing very comfortable or flowy clothing, like all of that is really the embodiment of that self-love that I'm speaking of, the self-love that is tending to your feminine energy in a sense, and through self-study and self-curiosity, and really, again, kind of tying back to the last two, expressing yourself through that self-study and self-curiosity, and creating space for it, creating space to accept yourself as you are without feeling any need to change yourself. And this definitely and most, like if I was speaking to you through written word right now, I'd be underlining your body. Like this includes embracing and exploring and accepting your body as it is right now too, which is, I think is another dipping into kind of the more diet culture and the way that the world is right now too. It's getting better, mind you. We're starting to see more diversity in body types rather than just this one or two maybe like accepted body types and females and that even goes down to learning how to love and express and accept your own body and your own shape and your own just you just who you are like everything that makes you you and then the fourth and final general way that you can play with work with or channel your feminine energy is through your girl tribe. And this is definitely where I am gonna be speaking more gender specific in terms of spending more time if you are a woman with women around you. And this includes your friends, your sisters, your aunts, your moms, your grandmothers, cousins, neighbors. And I'm even gonna include like your role models and 
you know, artists and just people that are out there that you might not even be able to spend time with in terms of like quality face-to-face -face time, but you can maybe listen to their music or read their books or watch their TED Talks or their seminars, you know? And doing that, spending your time around collective female energy is very empowering and how you can actually do that like I kind of just expressed a few different ways that you can with more of the role models or the artists in your life or like public speakers or females in that sense like powerhouses just full female powerhouses but you probably have many female powerhouses in your close circle listen to their stories make time with your friends sit and ask them deep questions about how they're doing and where they're at listen to their soul you know let them express themselves and be kind of like an open space for them it's also allowing your female tribe to create space for you too and for you to be able to express yourself tell your stories talk about your soul and have those deep conversations that really heal you in that deep space you know and I want to add this in because if we're speaking of feminine energy channeling it activating it healing it then I think we should especially talk about the opposite of what that is and this fits in really good here because you know those friends you have where you do have those deep healing conversations even if you're just like you don't even have to be talking about deeply rooted issues you just spend time with certain people in your life and they feel just deep to you it feels like a deeper connection this isn't to say to spend time with your female tribe gossiping or tearing other women down or competing against other women and I feel like connected to this point but even just in a general sense to tie up today's conversation I feel like the direct opposite of working with your feminine energy is sensing or feeling that competitiveness or that envy or like de not degrading other women, but all yeah, also degrading other women, but kind of tearing other women down. And I feel like, again, that's something we definitely see in media, like where we pit women against each other, like who wore it best or, you know, like who do you like more or male artists versus female artists, where if a guy is really successful, even if he's kind of a jerk, everybody's like, yeah, but I understand, like look at all of his success. But if a, a female is really successful and she can be, I don't know, I don't want to say the, the B word, but maybe a little sassy, that's a better word to say. Uh, like there's people will just be like, they'll, they'll completely dismiss their success and be like, oh, I just don't like her for whatever reason. I'm dipping so far into my feminist head right now. But it's just to say that I think nitpicking other women's flaws, getting together with other women to gossip or to like tear other women down, or even if you're not able to be around your female tribe, but you're catching yourself feeling envious or almost just threatened by other female energy, I feel like that's also a really important note to make because again, there's nothing wrong with experiencing that. It's very valuable information and it's also very human for you to feel. Like guys feel it too. Guys have that like bravado, beat on the chest. Again, I'm generalizing, but like, like who can beat up who? <laughs> and like for females, it's a little bit more complicated because I feel like whereas spending time and really activating that feminine power is lifting other women up. The opposite of that is emotionally manipulating other women. So while you can give a boost to another woman's energy and another woman, another woman's emotion or another man's, because that also still works with that feminine energy, the complete opposite of that is kind of like emotionally manipulating situations, being happy to see somebody fail. Um, again, just feeling like 
that darkness or that gray cloud that comes about where it's just like every man or every woman for themselves. And that really cuts you off from that feminine energy. And that's coming from something that's coming from something deeply rooted, a deep insecurity, which ties us right back to number one, which is giving yourself space and grace to really explore what is creating that imbalance within, you know? And I say that because I, I feel like even sometimes I've caught myself on social media or whatever it is, feeling like envious, being like, oh, like, look at what this girl has. She's got it all. She seems like she's got it figured out. Like everything seems so like put together and social media does that to us. And I think that media in general can do that to us. I don't know why I felt compelled to just talk about what exploring and empowering your divine energy isn't because when you're able to also notice what something isn't you can you can make better decisions to steer clear of it anyway that was my ramble and uh, my tea is officially cold so with that I'm gonna leave you guys here today I hope you guys enjoyed talking about that divine female energy if you guys want to dip deeper I know that I spoke more generically on the whole topic today of energies but when we talked about it last time I was speaking about the more you know sexual end if you will, of the divine energy, embracing your sexual appeal, if you will, which I feel like could be like a deeper side of this topic. And again, just like I mentioned before, I'm happy to talk about all these things with you guys because this is what we do on a weekly basis. But also if you want to hear the chat on sexual polarity, all the stuff that I've basically just been like dipping into and researching in the background when I've been just all up in my moon energy and completely just for whatever reason, distant from my solar energy, then let me know because I can pull it together and try and pull enough solar energy together to put it into a video for you guys and blog posts and all the works. But outside of that, I'll leave you here. I love you guys all the way to Proxima being back. I'm giving you guys the biggest internet hug because I miss you and vlogs will be coming back soon. Um, outside of that, I'll talk to you guys whenever I see you next. Bye guys. <laughs>